Welcome back to the 4 Baseball Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Today is Thursday, April 13th, 2023, and we're here to talk about baseball. Hi, Stavs. Hi, Tom. How are you guys doing today? It's baseball day. How are you doing, Stavs? It's baseball day. Now, baseball is a fun sport at the end of the day, right? And that's what we're here to talk about. And uh, it was we had a couple interesting series uh, at the end of the day, and uh, I'm excited to talk about this, this week of baseball because we're about two weeks in now. Yeah, so this week... I think it's we're starting to see a little bit more team identity. Uh, we're obviously going to go through. We've kind of adjusted our format a little bit. Stavs and I kind of thought that, you know, we might have been going for a little bit too long, just ramping about some teams. But, Thomas, you missed last episode. You missed our first World Series simulator. And as we had an even number of people, we ran Stavs to the simulator. Can you guess who won his World Series? Um... Yeah, judging by the look on his t- face, I don't know if it was a good team or not. Or the San Francisco Giants? No. What? Oh, they wouldn't have made the... it as of last week. Yeah, yeah, you're looking at me funny. I don't know. I, I got excited for a second. Got yeah. my emotions took over. Um I'm going with uh with the Angels. Was it the Angels? They would they not have made the, the playoffs. <laughs> God, I want a guessing hot take. Okay, the Rays then. Yes. This is shocking. <laughs> boring take okay it was it the dodgers in the Rays, to be completely fair it was the padres in the Rays. oh i was wrong i don't remember <laughs> it's yeah. one of those days yeah so we're gonna kick it off just briefly highlighting what happened in each series over the weekday series and we got some talking points we want to go through so kick it off who's got the al today i had the al i believe al al yeah. al jefferson um okay so, uh, okay, so White Sox versus Twins. Let's start over there. Uh, Cease goes uh, goes five, only gives up one run, looks good. Um, Maeda looked good, not as good as his Marlins start, got kind of shaken up, um, and big big injury. Uh, Tim Anderson got hurt in the sixth. Uh, he'll be out two to four weeks with a knee sprain. So I think we talked about it last episode. They're out a couple guys with the, with the injury. Um, in game two, uh, Michael A. Taylor hit a walk-off on a on a bunt single, and Hanser Albotra just, like, threw the ball into Narnia. Um, uh, it was a great matchup between Lopez and Lance Lynn. Um, it, my question for this is, is the Arias-Lopez trade a win-win so far? And we'll talk about it a little later when we get to Arias um, and what he did this week. Uh, but in game three, Sonny Gray uh, absolutely has been – doing phenomenally uh he actually threw up in the morning uh as a reaction to a medication due to a virus and he still pitched five innings gave up three hits and five k's uh giolito actually didn't look terrible in the start um it was all around a great team win and kyle farmer got hit in the face um so i don't really know any much anything else about that uh yankees guardians uh in game the guardians take game one uh offense actually showed up for beaver James Garincheck is very, very uh, vocal uh, after he strikes people out, and then the Yankees take the next two games. Um, Guardians score first, but the Yankees score more. Uh, Cordero looks very good um, in this series. He hits multiple home runs, looks very good. The Yankees' bullpen looks pretty good. Uh, and Larry Vanover, who's an umpire, took a ball off the face on a relay throw from Andres Jimenez. He's been hospitalized, and as of 12.30 this morning, uh, he is uh, still in the hospital, so hopefully he's the best. A's O's. This is a series that shouldn't have been as close as it actually was. Um, but uh, O's take the first two. A's take the next one, snapping a six-game losing streak. Um, and then A's take the game, or Orioles take the game today. 
Adley Rushman hits a walk-off home run. Um, I literally, if you hear the clip, someone in in, uh, in the crowd yells, finish it. And then Adley Rushman hits a, a walk-off home run. He did, in fact, finish it. Um, in the in game two, uh, Mount, Ryan Mountcastle uh, tied uh, Jim Gentile and Eddie Murray's uh, Orioles records with nine RBIs in a total in a game. Um, and then Red Sox raise, uh, raise sweep the series, um, and uh, raise sweep the series and win 13 straight games. This is they have now tied the record, um, become the first team since the 87 Brewers and the 82 Braves. I think I'm gonna flip those um, uh, to win 13 in a row, uh, and then Royals Rangers gonna wrap it up. Um, <laughs> Rangers take the first two, Royals take the last one. Um, in Game One, the Royals threw out, yeah, the Royals threw out Nate Eaton. Was it the Royals or Rangers? My... Royals. Okay, uh, threw out Nate Eaton, and he's trying to be the next Shohei Otani. He obviously didn't look terrible for a guy that's just kind of throwing. Um, but he actually was VMI's closer back in 2018. He has not stepped foot on a mound since then. So, I mean, I guess that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, those were the series. Jonah Heim hits a walk-off in game two. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. triples, and he hit a foul ball to his dad. I um, thought that was pretty cool. Um, outside of that, do you guys have any things you want to cover? We'll double back, we'll double back through the series. So let's go White Sox twins. Anything you guys want to cover? The White Sox are dead. They're gone, and we talked about it at the beginning. Their health was important, and their health is not there anymore, and they're gone. Um, that's my only really takeaway. I, I do think that the Arias Lopez is a trade is a win-win um, for both sides. I think the Twins wanted pitching, and they got good pitching. Um, and it seems like Lopez is even better on the Twins than he was last year as well. Brad, you have any thoughts on that? I think, Stan, as you mentioned, it wasn't a win-win. Like, on the major league level, sure, but the Twins also got prospects. So I'm gonna Yeah, that's true. Um so, but again, Arise is hitting what five thirty-five or something like that. Like he's doing good. And Pablo Lopez is filling the shoes of the ace the twins didn't have. That's fair. Yeah. But again, I'm just I'm just asking, is it as of right now, you gotta look at it and it's gotta be a win-win trade at this point in time for both teams. Yeah. Um, um but moving on to the Yankees series, I think that Frenchie Frenchie Cordero uh was a horrible drop. Uh, for the Orioles, uh, ha- after having a really good spring training, the Orioles decided to let him go, uh, and he continues to do what he was doing in spring training, which is not shocking at all. Uh, this is a seemingly common Orioles L going into the 2023 season. I'm a little disappointed. This is another bat they could have used in that lineup. Uh, he's been producing very well recently. Tom clearly has not listened to our last episode. What? What are you guys talking we about? Ta- we talked about Franchi Gordera last episode. Yeah, I'm 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 disappointed in the in the DFA and the move itself. I I mean, he's he's not like a perennial all star, but in, like, in, in all honesty, we talked about it last time. He would use he use a bench bat. Who are you gonna put him in over? Like the issue was the Orioles wanted someone with first like defensive versatility, and the Yankees are kind of just using him like Matt Carpenter. Is it justified though? Yeah. I still think he deserves a spot on that lineup. I think it's better. They gave him up for nothing. I mean, they literally gave him literally. up. Literally, like, you know, like they didn't, well, they didn't like you know. In what all saying? honesty, like, think... like he he had, I mean, he didn't have a predisposition to doing this in past seasons. Like, I think the Yankees kind of just have unlocked a second gear for him. Um, he had a good spring again, and I was, I believe, he was he was one of the guys I said that had a fluke spring training, which so far he's proving me wrong, but. The thing is, like, the power, like, the max exit velocity has always been there. He's always been in the 90th 90th plug percentile. He's just never been able to do anything else consistently. He looks genuinely good this season. I don't know if it's because he's been more of a platoon guy and hasn't really 
you know, been their everyday guy out there, but I, I think he would be pretty nice on that bench in, in Camden Yards. I, I, I'm just saying, even as a bench bat, he would be pretty useful. That's fair. But, but thing is, he can pull a home runner too. The thing is, all of his home runs are pull-side Yankee Stadium. It, it's literally almost like four perfectly scattered dots. Yeah, that sounds about right. But are they uh check his expected home run stat number. Check if that's the same in all in all ballparks. But I um the expected team... home run is three point eight. Okay, so that's right about right about where yeah. So yeah. He, he's all right. Yeah. All right. He's legit. Well, speaking about the the A's and the O's, I meant the O's right. and the A's. Flipped them. Uh what do you guys think about this series? I mean, I, I talked about game four. Cole Irvin does not look good so far through his first couple of outings. Um again. Was the was a was a trade piece they went out and got, um, and they're still tinkering with him, but he didn't look very good in this outing. My oh. Ryan Mountcastle preseason take is aging well. Wait, Brad, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was just gonna. Well, it's talking about that game where like he yeah. tied genital and Murray. Um, yeah. Grayson Rodriguez. He, the outing, if you actually watched, it was fine. He got, I think it was eighteen of twenty three batters to two strike counts. Uh, he was just struggling to put him away. He only allowed three of the runs himself, and then. New arm came in, first pitch, double. So the fourth and fifth armed run of Grayson Rodriguez, he didn't actually surrender himself. A reliever decided to do that for him. Yeah, what, I mean. What was that about? Nothing. Uh, we'll talk about it Grayson. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, Grayson Rodriguez didn't look good in his outing either. But, like, again, like Brad said, I mean, it's sometimes it's just tough luck. Um, I. I mean, again, it, it's a second outing, um, first one at home. Sometimes things are going to happen. Some things are out of your control at the end of the day. Um, but Ali Rushman looks very good. Uh, Mount Castle looks very good. Uh, and 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 Kyle Gibson actually looked pretty good. Um, and looks like he was probably. I must. I mean, they didn't spend a lot on him, but it was it was a good contract to go and get him. Um, because he's their really only stable part of their any of their pitching staff. Him and Felix Bautista are their only stable pieces. Um, Austin Voth, uh, the n- former Nats legend uh, that they unlocked last year, has not looked good through his first couple outings this season. Um, Dean Creamer, what? Dean Creamer is not looking Kramer. good either. Kramer. Um, Kramer. 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 He's Kramer. Does he put cream um, in his coffee, or is it cream in his coffee? there's mayo in his coffee uh and then the final series we have to talk actually second to last really quick just and this is really gonna be a quick one the rays dominated the red sox no one really looked good on the red sox except for rafael devers who is always going to be good um i yeah there's there's one thing jeffrey springs left early today uh in the fourth inning uh, it was some sort of nerve thing. He felt numbness in an arm, on his arm. Um, they're gonna go and get him, obviously checked out, stuff like that. Um, and Brandon Lau sucks, but Stevs has been getting proved wrong by Brandon Lau. Um, it's just not good. Look, not looking good for him. Stevs is going to be wearing that jersey by the end of the season, but fortunately for him, he does like the throwback jerseys, so it's okay. I do. True. I will get a Dever race. I- I'm okay with that. On the Taj Bradley first outing, yeah, uh, he graded Ooh. out as a 126 stuff plus. That's 28th best in baseball of anyone who's pitched an inning. He he's already up there in the percentiles too. You can see his ranking so far through that one start. He he looks like the real deal. I mean, he's been hyped up like the real deal. I think it was about time he got called. He got that he got that call, and I think he'll be that guy that kind of steps up in the future too. 
Jeffries brings out. He's so one seventy two. He's got the stuff, man. I'm telling that, you, they, I hope they don't send him down though. That's the thing. The whole plan is to bring him up, have him up, send him back down for like Yanni Chirinos or Luis Patino. I mean, Luis Patino has been waiting for so long, but he has not been panning out the way that you know ball clubs want him to. Um, I've been I've been looking at this guy for a while. He has not really panned out very well. I don't know if he wants to be a trade piece in the future or maybe, but you can't you can't send down Taj Bradley after what he did. Especially they sent like, down Charles Bradley. They did. Yeah, they optioned him to the Durham I mean, Bulls. with Jeffrey with Jeffrey Springs and his uncertainty, they might bring him right back up. That's true. Because this is what was this related? Was this this was Zach Eflin? Yeah, so he probably locked himself a spot in the rotation right now. Probably. I mean, there's yeah. also a chance the whole Jeffrey Springs thing was just a day. It might yeah, have that's been. That's happened to Kenta, um, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 just an it's a nerve thing. He just felt numb. He said it wasn't it wasn't pain or anything. It's just like there was like a shock in his arm, and he was like, uh, I'm not gonna keep pitching. Probably, probably, uh, not probably. Definitely a smart decision. But um, and then let's head to the Royals Rangers game, games plural uh andrew heaney uh ties the al record with nine k's in a row he had 10 total in that game um look good um outside of that i mean it's just a, a royals and rangers series like i mean my, my takeaway is that that chapman i don't know where his velocity came back from i don't know what he's been doing i don't know if he's doing this naturally or not but he looks like you know he he's aged back like seven years he's throwing fast again he's getting swinging misses and he's still maintaining the movement on his off-speed pitches too. So it actually it actually looks like we're getting one of the best forms of a role this Chapman. Still getting hit decently hard when they do make contact. But I mean that's what you're gonna get with a guy like a flamethrower. I, I like Chapman in the season. I think he's going to be a big trade piece for them. I think they're gonna get a pretty big haul just like the who who traded the Reds got when when uh when he got traded to the Cubs. Oh what was the Reds it was it they're was gonna the get Yankees, a pretty nice haul. The Yankees trade him to the Cubs. Okay. Yeah. The Yankees traded to the Cubs, and it was Glaber Torres. They got Glaber Torres. I remember that. So I, I think you could get a pretty good piece. I mean, a dominant lefty out of the pen is something that a lot of postseason teams are going to be looking for, especially this season. Um, and if he keeps it up, I don't know what else is going to stop people from, you know, giving a lot, of, giving a couple prospects away for it. Yeah, I'd also like to see the Royals start to use the cutter, Brad Keller, a little more. And they did that in the Rangers start, right? The cutter slider combo, and he was really successful. Steph pointed out that he went, what would he go, six and a third, six and two-thirds? Six and two-thirds, three hits and one earned. Struck out seven. It's a pretty good start. Everyone in the Royals starting, like the Royals aren't jumping off the pages like, oh my God, this is an elite pitching staff now. But they have, everyone across the board has improved. So I think that that pitching coach deserves an ounce of credit. New front office maybe is making advancement. What's up? They traded Aroldis Chapman to the Cubs for Glaber Torres, Billy McKinney, Rashad Crawford, and then a reliever in Adam Warren. Two or two of those four made it to the majors. Like Glaber's uh competing for top ten. Billy McKinney was a journeyman. Yeah. Glaber's been looking really good. We could talk about that, but I mean that's a conversation for today. He's he's up there in everything now. I mean, he's one of the better second basemen in the game. Probably behind Brandon Lau, uh, Stevs. You can you can nope. struggle all you want, but you chose Brandon Lau outside of your list. Are you ready to move on to the NL, Brad? You want to do the interleague first? Uh, uh NL. Let's do the NL. Okay. Um, AL Dodgers Giants. Let's lead it off with with me and Brad. Um, my takeaway from this series, you know, I I, I what I did with my recaps, I just did a takeaway. You can tell when a player tries harder against certain teams because Max Muncie could not touch the baseball with an oar to start the season. He was so bad. And it seemed like the only motivation he needed was facing the Giants. 
uh, four home runs, 11 RBI, two strikeouts in the entire series. By the way, he strikes out like three times a night, by the way. He had 35 on the seat, 35% K rate on the season. He's not good. And he comes to this, this series and decides to be good because he's pissed off. He doesn't like the Giants. I don't like Max Muncy. Anyways, uh, in other notes, uh, Evan Phillips kind of had a, a minor implosion during game two of the series. Um, that was in a giant shutout, 5 nothing. Uh, that was the day after the Giants kind of got, you know, shelled. But, you know, a good shutout for the Giants. The, days, the Giants got shelled. It's okay. Um, yeah. Wilmer Flores and Tyrell Strata look great. Taylor Rogers looks awful. I really was, you know, I didn't have like the highest hopes for Taylor Rogers, but I do like the Giants' ability to tamper with left handed pitchers, and it has not been looking good. His control is all over the place. Uh, the Dodgers win that series two games to one. Uh, we could talk about our takeaways later. Brad's going to, you know, give me some stuff for that. But, you know, two to one's not that bad. We'll talk about the run differential later. But, you know, two games to one, that ain't bad. Uh, Marlins Phillies. Uh, my takeaway from this series is that Sandy got touched. They combined for 20 hits in that game. Um, Arias hit for the cycle in game two, I believe. Jesus Lizard had another quality start. He's been looking like a, you know, pitcher of the month front runner in the NL. Um, and my other note from, I think it was game three, is Edward Cabrera did not walk six plus batters. and he did well because of it. Um, and I think that's, that's, you know, not shocking. You know, a guy with a control issue doesn't struggle with control and he's good. And it makes sense. Uh, another notes, Brendan Marsh and Bryson Stott are looking much better than expected. You know, guys like that you think would be role players are playing a lot better than that. What do you think? Nick Castellanos is starting to look like himself again, but the Marlins win the series two games to one. Padres Mets. Uh, key takeaway. There's not that much to take from this one, but Pete Alonso's leading baseball in home runs right now, pretty casually. Um, Max Scherzer had some beef with his catcher, Tomas Nito, uh, that didn't seem to stop him from throwing five shutout innings. Uh, Mets win that series, two games to one. Um, Reds, Bra Reds Braves series, my key takeaway is the Braves won by only one run per game. Uh, and the Reds starting pitching actually didn't look too bad this series. Graham Ashcraft looked, God, Graham Ashcraft looked really good. Bryce Elder matched him in that game. Hunter Green struck out 10 in six innings. Uh, Ronald Acuna is batting 370, by the way, just casually. Um, and the Braves sweep the Reds, winning by one run per game. Rockies Cardinals. This is where I have the least – God, this is where I have the least information on uh, just because it was a boring series. Um, but Jordan Walker did tie the record for most consecutive games with a hit to start his career. And the Cardinals won that series two games to one. They really should not be losing games to the Rockies, but that's a conversation for another day. Brewers Diamondbacks, uh, Zach Gallon and Corbin Burns remembered how to pitch for this series. Um, Dre Jameson also looked good. Hasn't made it deep into a game yet, but he's been going about four innings per game. A little less, actually. I'm a little concerned about his ability to go deep into games, you know, not not pulling a Sandy. This is his first Andrew, start. I know. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't go – he doesn't pitch, like, long. And get, he's been a long relief guy to start the year, but now he's, now he's starting – are they? Uh, does he does he want to go deeper into games, or is it just because he can't – is he not He's just to? not stretched out yet. Yeah. He'll be stretched later. He's Andrew on a pitch Chapin, limit. Big Country has been looking fantastic to start the season. And the Diamondbacks win the series two games to one. And I believe they're eight and five and on top of the NL West right now, which is, you know, a bit unexpected as a team that I thought would maybe be, you know, for a couple of years in the future. They're looking very good to start uh, the season. And th those are my notes. Any, any comments on that? Um, okay, let, let, let's – do you, do you want to talk about this one first? Do you want to, do you want to talk about Brewers Diamondbacks and go backwards? Do you want to go back to the top and come back down? Brewers Diamondbacks. Yes, Brewers, Diamondbacks. Okay. Uh, Brewers Diamondbacks. Pitching looks good on both sides. The Diamondbacks are sneaky. 
there was a clip from game two where the Diamondbacks like fake stole and the Brewers launched the ball into center field. Um, and <laughs> Diamondbacks Twitter tweeted, our reputation precedes us. And with like a winking emoji, and it's like, it's like a, it's a catcher perspective view of the ball just flying into center field. Yeah. It's, it's literally like when I, I throw the ball and I'm be the show and I mistimed the throw and it just launch, gets launched. Like that's exactly what happened. And I don't know what he was. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but Tom, what is your concerning stat of the day? I wrote this down on the paper. Uh, this is my concerning stat of the day. Uh, thank you for asking status today. Thank you very much. My concerning stat of the day is that Corbin Carroll, you know, Steves' rookie of the year pick, has not walked yet. It's been how many games now? He has not drawn a walk yet. I mean, he's one of the only players to not draw a walk in an, in, a, in the entire season. I mean, it's got to happen eventually. I mean, this, he's on par with, you know, guys like um, Steves. Who's, who's your guy that can't walk? Uh, Luis Garcia? Yeah, Luis Garcia. Him and I think him and Luis Garcia are like one of, some of the only guys that haven't walked yet. And surprisingly, Luis Robert uh, has not walked either. But Corbin Carroll's my main concern. This is this is what my concern was coming into the season. I I knew he struggled with plate discipline, and not necessarily plate discipline, but you know, drawing walks. And he just has not been able to do so this season. He's been so lethal on the bases, but he only gets on base when he gets hits. If he can draw walks, he'd be so much more effective. I mean, he's batting two fifty five, two seventy one on base percentage, seven thirty nine OPS, like. That OPS would know. be up in the 900s if, if he could actually, you know, I mean, that's draw fair, something. but I'm, I I don't think I'm too, too concerned about it, right? Um, Fred, give me two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks? Get... How many walks do you think you'll have in two weeks? Four. <laughs> okay. There we go. I mean, that's not, I don't know. I, I Cause for concern at this point, no. Cause for concern if he still hasn't walked in two weeks from now. He doesn't have four. I can give you that. I've been, I've been, I've been looking. I've been, I've been just checking. I'm like, Corbin still has not walked yet. He has not walked yet. I, I, I check every day. I, I'm going to be on my Corbin walk radar. I'm going to be watching every day. If he gets a walk, we're tweeting it out. It's official. Um, but uh, I am, I'm excited <laughs> for the day that that Corbin Carroll does, you know, manage to grab a base on balls. That's all I have to say. Are you more of like a walking person than a running person? Yes. Well, actually, hard nineties to first when you get when you get ball four. You know, Corbin can definitely do that. But well, that's you never good. did that. Yeah, Tom, you pimped it. You pimped, what, pimped the me? walk. You pimped the walk. No, nah, I I was bat flip when I walked. That was that was. Dude, we're um, going back a second. I was I was the catcher that threw the ball into center field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, Rockies Cardinals. I mean, Jordan Walker's phenomenal. I mean, what more do you really want to say? I mean, what he's twelve hits in a row now. Start his career. Yeah. He's got the thing is, only three runs, of those like games that. are multi-hit games. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, if you're getting a, a hit a game, I don't really. Who at at okay? Let's say let's say right now you had to pick your uh, rookie of the year. Is it is it who is it? James Outman. Okay, that's fair. I I was more meaning between. I'm going Jordan two, Walker. Tom, I was more. James Outman's almost first in war. I, I, I was know. meaning James between Corbin Carroll and Jordan Walker, but hey man, James, James. it's it's Mister hits every single time he's up to the plate, and Mister doesn't walk. So which which James would you rather Outman. have? That's not not okay. Anyways, uh, let's head to the Reds and Braves. I mean, the Braves won. 
as they should have. But again, like Tom said, it, it was by one run each game. Um, I mean, again, the 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 young trio of, of Graham Ashcraft, uh, Ronald or not Ronald Hunter Green, um, and Nick Lodolo looked pretty good. Um, start off the season. Um, Ronald Cunha Jr. is obviously a sensational. Uh, he's ge- I'm not. Uh, he's a generational talent. He is. He's very good. Um, I am a huge Ronald Cunha Jr. fan. Uh, it just sucks that he's on the Braves, and I hate the Braves. Um, do you have any other takeaways, Brad? Uh, Brad, in two years, 2025, when the Reds may be contending for a playoff spot, they make a wild card series. Facing Lodolo, Ashcraft, and Green in a three-game series is not going to be fun. Hundred percent. But the reason they've been losing is not because of those three. It's because they're awful bullpen. I mean, their bullpen has not looked very good to start the season. I am, I, I'm pretty sure all three of those games against the Braves were like most of the runs were given up by the bullpen. Yeah, they're going to need to build that up a little bit. I am, you know, a little bit excited to see Alebis Diaz or not? Is it Alebis? No, Alexis. Alexis, Alexis. Diaz. Yeah, Alebis is on the. Uh... Athletics. Athletics, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so moving moving up just a, just a tad. We're moving up to the Padres Mets. So you brought up the Pete Alonso like leading baseball in home runs. So Blake Snell was on the mound. He was struggling with his pitch comb, right? And he was like toying with it. And he was trying instead of just taking a ball, he just like you know what, screw it. He throws like a ninety-two mile an hour fastball down the middle. Because him nor the catcher have relayed signs to one another. It's like, what could go wrong? The ball went like 450 feet. And then when it cut to commercial, like at the end of the inning, you could see Blake Snell holding the pitch comms thing, saying this is a piece of trash. So if Blake Snell is using finger signs next start, we know why. I mean, there has been uh, there has been a lot of problems with uh with the pitch com. Um like I feel like that takes like a large majority of the, the stoppage in play has been because of um the pitch com and it's 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 not working. Um so I mean I think it is more effective. I think it's just again it's a new like they were they implemented it last year, just kind of test running it in spring training and everyone liked it so much that they put it in to just the regular season and now they've only really had a year to kind of work through it. So I think with time it's going to become a much more effective tool and be a, a lot better. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thank you for that insightful information. Let's go Marlins Phillies. Uh, Marlins Luis Arise is, is again, like we talked about hitting like five thirty, uh hits for the cycle uh, in citizens bank, which <clears throat> sorry uh, is not the easiest thing to do. I don't know how many cycles have been in citizens bank, but it can't be too, too many. Um, because I know Coors Field's up there. It's a pretty, um, pretty. That's probably the easiest one to hit, uh, for the cycle. And mm-hmm. uh, but outside of that, um, but I, there's not really much more takeaways. I mean, that uh, Snatty, Snatty sucked. Um, I have a takeaway. Um, well, like what Brad mentioned earlier with the Reds, this is a wild card team in the future that I would be afraid to face. I think. You know, given that Edward Cabrera, you know, progresses a little bit more, facing that one, two, three of Jesus Lazardo, Snaddy, and Edward Cabrera with an actual bullpen, like guys like AJ Puck stepping up too, and a decent offense, Brad with a good representation of Snaddy. Um, this is a scarier team to be facing in the playoffs, I think, than than a Reds team, obviously, that 
needs to be developed more. But you know what I'm saying? Like this, this could be a wild card threat in years to come. I mean, you also have to take into account they do still have the Mets and the Braves and the Phillies that they're going to have to compete against to get there. I think the Mets will probably fall out of that soon, uh, Brad. The Phillies, however, I want to talk about them. Should we be concerned? Um, their offense has looked, you know, decent, fine, actually good. Um, their pitching has looked awful. I know I'm a little concerned about the pitching right now. You're getting decent breakouts from Stott and um, even uh, – marsh like they both look good and i mean alec bohm's looked good they're all they're all hitting singles they're not really going for extra bases but they are getting on base you know they are, there's like three batters on that team that are batting like 350 and above like they're obviously it's early in the season but you know having some guys that are making contact as a team and getting on base it's useful if you can pitch but they can't so it, if, if it all clicks at once i'm telling you the philly team are gonna be a little more scary but as of right now they have one of the worst ERAs in baseball, one of the worst team, you know, pitching staffs in baseball. Actually, not in, t- in terms of talent, but in terms of performance right now, yes, they are one of the worst in baseball. So I'm going to say I'm I'm not worried about their starting rotation. I'm worried about their bullpen. I, like, this was a bullpen, not supposed to be, like, upper echelon, supposed to be at least somewhat competent, and it's just not so far throughout the season, right? Um, I think everything else will kind of fall into place. The starting pitching will get to where it needs to be the bats will start coming especially once uh harper comes back which he's trying he's literally trying to do everything to get back like he's literally trying to play first base now like he is doing everything in his power to come back as soon as he possibly can um because he wants to be out on the on the field he's he's that type of player he wants to be on the field he wants to help his team win a championship right um so i think everything else will click into place it's just a matter of in all honesty, I'd rather the scuffling be happening right now if I'm a Phillies fan, because if you get later in the season and then they're clicking on all cylinders at the right time heading into the postseason, that's exactly what happened last year. That's what they need to happen again. If they're scuffling now, that's fine. I'd rather scuffling start now than be at the end of the season like the Mets. What like literally what happened in the Mets last year? They scuffled at the end of the season, kind of led into the postseason. They fell off. I think people um, forget that they were on a 95-win pace in their scuffle. I, I'm saying at the end of the season, like, they lost the NL East to the Braves, and then they got knocked out in the first the round. The Braves just got really high. Honestly, the, the Mets didn't really slow down. They just they were just kind of, you know, consistent. They were running the marathon, but then the Braves, like, forgot they were running the marathon, and they started, like, sprinting at the end, and then they caught up. And, you know, they ran a triathlon. Yeah, 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 like that. Yeah, um, but there's not – there's. There's simply no other NL teams to talk about. We don't have to talk about the last one on that list. The Giants um, and the Dodgers. Oh, no. Oh, Tom. Yeah, it suck. No, we don't. <laughs> I don't think. I... <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> okay, no, to be completely fair, Max Muncy is just a god against San Francisco. Like, he literally, I saw, I saw a post. He's your daddy. I saw a post. And he was literally like, I hate playing in San Francisco. It's windy. It's terrible. But I hit well there, so I guess I'm okay with it. Like, he literally hates San Francisco so much. Like, it's so funny. The problem is, this San Francisco – I mean, this this Dodgers team is is so, like, not hateable. Like, I, I honestly like a lot of the players of this team. Like, you like Betts. You like Freeman. I like Miguel Vargas. I like James Alman. I love Dustin May. But I I, I, ab- I absolutely hate Max Muncy, dude. I hate this guy. He's a loser. I mean, he just he. How are you going to be so hey, Tom, bad hey, versus everyone else? And how then, many home runs did you let up against him? In the a couple. 
A couple. Um, but I guarantee those are the only ones that he's ever going to hit this season. And he's going to go back to having a 50% strikeout rate on the season. And he's going to get DFA'd at the deadline. Wait, Who cares yeah. if he does that if he does this against the Giants? That's what he, I'm saying. He's just... <laughs> but the thing that I, in this series, I'm watching it, right? They don't let their starting pitchers go deep into games at all. Like, Alex Wood was looking fantastic in game two, and they just pulled him. Is it? Do you think it's more of a a a saving? Like they're trying to keep their arms safe, thing. Like I don't, I, I, it's 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 a tactic. I'm not saying it's a good tactic, but if you know if you know you're good enough to make the playoffs, then they haven't proven that. They haven't proved that yet, though. I mean, they that you gotta the Gabe the Gabe experiment goes as follows. It's it's you you follow the statistics and it's just like Kevin Cash. You don't let your heart take over. You literally follow the statistics. And you know, there's some formula that says calling your guy in the fifth inning is effective, but it's not. I don't I don't I just disagree with it. I don't know how you guys feel about that. You probably agree with me though. Um like, like I, I think you gotta let guys go deeper into games. I think Alex Cobb has looked pretty good. Alex Wood has looked really good. I mean, there are guys on this team that can go deeper into games. Honestly, if I've been let down by anything, it's the bullpen at this point. Like it, and that's that's the, the place Gabe Gabe calls on the bullpen to, to clutch up more than any other part in this in this in this entire organization. And they are the worst part of this team, if that makes sense. I feel like we're being like I, I feel like we're being exploited for our worst part of our team and we're using it the most. I don't know why. You gotta let our starters go deeper into games. They're they're is some hope and Sean Mania looked good, but that was in a different series. Like I'm saying for the future, like you can have starters go seven innings. I think some of these guys can last that long. It's also like you said, Kevin Cash, like he'll let guys go six, seven innings. Like Alex Cobb yesterday was at 70 pitches in the fifth inning and they pulled him. Alex Wood was at 75 and they pulled him. And what did the Dodgers do when they took both of them out? Even though the Dodgers ended up losing game two, like they got on base in game two, bullpen clutched up. Game three, however, is the opposite story. Scott Alexander comes in and lets up a bomb. Like, I mean, Scott Alexander has been, you know, a rare, you know, sunlight in this bullpen. Actually, he hasn't been too bad, has he? Hold on. No, Scott no. Alexander is not the guy I'm talking okay, about. Okay, here's mind. the thing. No, Scott Alexander had been pretty good, except for the yeah. fact that Freddie Freeman was hit one dead center. Then you're like center field and died. Yeah. Um, he like hit his brim into the wall, and there's like lid lines all across his forehead. And then Max Muncy took him dead center. Um, so I mean, here's the thing: Desclafani's looked decent. I I think he's looked good to start the season. Wood has looked good. Cobb has looked good. Manaya had a good start. I I think he's riding that. There that there's four guys that can you know not lead a team, but you know can go deeper into games. You you can't be relying on guys. I mean, like even I don't know. A lot of these bullpen guys are not what they used to be. I don't think we can't we can't just keep calling them every day. I think Rebia is probably our go-to guy. I, Tyler Rogers makes me makes me want to jump off a building, but he's actually decently effective. Throwaway's glove. No, that's the other one, Stubbs. Oh, is that Trevor? That's Taylor. No, Taylor. Taylor. Trevor's a Marlin and not yeah, Taylor, to Yeah, Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. I'm mixing up the Rogers, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Mr. but Rogers. I mean, the thing is, on this Giants team, you look at their 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 baseball savant because I mean, obviously, you got obsessed with over baseball savant. Their hitting stats look appealing. Like guys like Lamont Wade, you know, Jock Peterson, David VR, like all these guys have really good percentiles under the hood stuff. But where are their real stats? They don't exist. Like they're not that good on paper. I mean, like their numbers. Like even Ruff, he came back and hit a double yesterday. I it's weird. I thought their identity was a team that could, you know, be a good pitching factory, but it seems like 
the bats have been better than the pitching this season. And I, I don't know. Very confusing, very confusing team to follow, but at least they're my favorite team. So I can, you know, follow them constantly. <laughs> Moving into the interleague, we got the Pirates and Astros kicking it off. Key takeaways from this shift or no shift, Framber Valdez is actually still very good. Um, he's very good at inducing weak contact or just hard ground ball contact. Mitch Keller pitched really well. Jihan Bay had a walk off. Christian Javier has not been good. Like, that's been the first, like, real surprise. Everyone, Tom, you were really high on it. Didn't you have, like, Cy Young 3? Yeah, I, I I was pretty high on it. I thought, I thought he'd be a guy, you know, has a lot of, like, I liked his percentiles everywhere. He had really good fastball movement. I thought he would be that guy. And so did LB.com, apparently. So, I mean, I, I wasn't, it wasn't an unpopular opinion. He just hasn't taken the step yet. And I'm not too worried. I mean, we're only three starts in the season, or maybe even two for him. Um, but, yeah, I. I'm not too worried. I don't think he's going to be that Cy Young guy. You know, you kind of got to come out the gate pretty hot to be a Cy Young guy, but I, I don't, I don't know. I'm a little disappointed. Tom and I both had him at two. Oof. Yeah, that's crazy. Also, just on, on the topic of awards real quick, we got to go back to the Rangers Royal Series. Has Corey Seager has been placed on the IL for a month. I know, I know. So there, that, that hurts It's Tom, over, right? it's uh, over. It's he's got to really have over. basically a, an elite return. It's or, not even possible. He he plays in the same league as Shohei, and he needs to. McClanahan judge. Your McClanahan picks looking good though. Yeah, Astros win the series two to one. Going to Cubs Mariners. Uh, Jared Kelnick looks here. He 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 do the thing. Dansby Swanson is healthy. He did get removed <laughs> from a long game, but it was basically his wife had patellar tendon surgery to repair it. She got injured in a soccer game. He was up all morning. Basically, he said his body was tired and it caused some cramping. He's okay. That's good news for the Cubs. Hayden Wesneski and Chris Flexen combined for 15 runs over three and two-thirds innings pitch to start game two. Uh, Marcus Stroman allowed his first runs of the season. 18 innings pitch, two earned runs so far. Jared Kelnick went to 482 dead center. Logan Gilbert looks much more solid than last year. All the percentiles like him. The movement's good. That new split finger's pretty nifty. Cubs take the series two to one. Big win for the Cubs. I, I, I like, you know, you know, I, you know, Steph is going to go nuts here, but I don't think the Cubs are as bad as I made them out to be. I think they're actually, and, and no, no, and says you can celebrate, but there are a lot of guys that are stepping up in this offense, like guys that I wouldn't have expected. Even Patrick wisdom looks good. He struck out like 95% of the time last season. I mean, there are guys that I didn't expect to, to, you know, pop off that are doing very well right now. And it seems like everything's clicking. Even Mark, you do not expect Marcus Stroman to be a Cy Young candidate to start the season. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of things that had to go right. I did not expect Marcus Stroman to be a Cy Young candidate to start the season, but I did expect Marcus Stroman to have a somewhat bounce back of a season, right? I, I, mean, I am, ple- I am he pleased. Is, he is the focal point of this starting rotation and the pitching staff in general, and he has come out and shown out throughout the entirety. He's a good clubhouse guy. We talked about it last episode. I like Marcus Stroman. He's a good clubhouse guy. He's a guy you want in your clubhouse in your pitching rotation. And he's doing he's doing the thing. He's, he's oh the thing. yeah, he's doing the thing. Okay. He's doing I, the thing. I'm, I'm trying to find Logan Gilbert's stuff plus right now. Sorry. Anyways, um, uh Jared Kelnick is, is 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 he's here. He's arrived. He and it's thing? it's something we all we all kind of had predicted, especially after his spring. Um and I just we we don't want to jinx it, right? It's, again, two weeks in the season. If you can keep this pace up. That's a very good sign for Mar- Mariners fans. Um. So before Brad gets the stats up, I'm just looking at the, these pitching, this pitching staff for the Cubs. I was so like disappointed. I guess. I mean, I really didn't know who Adbert as Alzale was to start the season. Um. He's one of the better pitchers on this team. 
Justin Steele's looked good. Drew Smiley's looked good. Marcus Stroman, obviously, having a great start to the season. It seems like a lot is clicking to go well. And this is the same. This is like, this says you're looking up at the air like you're about to say something. Well, no, I'm, I'm thinking. Okay. Because we've had conversation about Albert Alzali all the time. Like, we have. We've talked about him a bunch. Not like not 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 on here. Like me and you have had genuine conversation about Albert Alzola. He was a young guy that came up, I think in 2019 or twenty twenty one somewhere somewhere in that twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one and the when COVID was happening, um and he when he came up because we were watching a Nats broadcast and he had good stuff. He had he had decent stuff and we were like, this is a guy we could see being a very very important piece. For the for the Chicago Cubs, and again, like you were mentioning, he he is. Yeah, I don't I don't want to ramble too long here, but I I do think that the production from Patrick Wisdom, Ian Happ, and even Nico Horner does eventually regress to the mean slightly. I think Dansby Swanson, you're getting what you're getting, but the rest of those guys coming out the gate really hot. I don't I don't see them keeping it up for a full season. I see the pitching staff, you know, maintaining their solidness, but not the hit not the hitting in this lineup. Uh, real quick, uh, Ian Happ did assign a three-year extension worth $61 million. Very important for the Cubs and for the Cubs' future. I uh, just wanted to throw that out there since Tom did, in fact, mention Ian Happ. I did not enjoy that. I th- would have liked to see him hit free agency because this free well, agent he, class is looking Yeah, the really free agent class is kind right of now. lame outside of the show, <laughs> hey? So, I mean, the, the, pitchers, the pitchers are not terrible. Um, it's Urias I mean, you got, and like, Nola. Urias, you got Nola, you got Shohei. Uh, yeah, what Yoshi, <laughs> Yoshinobu Yamamoto? Um, oh, yeah, he's a he's the, the Japanese guy, um, that's coming over this year or supposed to be. Speaking of Japanese guys, the Angels hosted the Nationals for the three game set. Key takeaways Patrick Corbin strikes out Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, uh, before allowing what was it, five runs, six runs, seven runs, eight runs, nine runs. He's bad, anyways. Mason Thompson looks good again, there's a competent reliever for the Washington Nationals. Uh, it's good to see that their bullpen is at least a bright spot. Shohei Otani without command is still ridiculous. He broke Nolan Ryan's record of 10 straight games with two or less earned runs for the Angels. He also keeps his pitch calm in his armpit, and there is an umpire who is, quote, sus of him keeping going to his armpit for, like, some sticky stuff or some sweaty stuff, I guess, but it just turns out he likes to tickle the pitch calm in his armpit. Umpire was unbeknownst of such. Uh, Josiah Gray's adjustments are very legit. Uh, Mackenzie Gore lost his command. Griffin Canning made his return after missing all of 2022 from a lower lower back stress fracture, and the Angels take the series two to one. The Nationals played very close though. I, they did. I mean, the only the only thing I gotta say is like, who on this team is tradable at the moment? You know, just give me some names that you can trade because Jay Candelario does not look Dom like Smith. someone you can flip for that much anymore. Dom Smith is probably that guy to trade. Stevs. As far as trade pieces, okay, so so I, I'm on obviously I'm on Nat's Twitter, right? And and everyone's throwing a fit because Davey Martinez, Stone Garrett, uh, we talked about it. He went four for five the other day. He had a bomb, two doubles, and a single. And and everyone's throwing a fit because he didn't play in this Angels series. It's Stone Garrett. You want your guys that are the trade pieces to get going. You want Joey Manessis to get going. You want Dom Smith to get going. You want Jimer Candelario to get going. That That's the important thing. Everyone's like, oh, the same two, three, and four guys are batting. There's a reason for that. It's because you want them to get going so they are they have some sort of value so you can trade them. Um, Jimer is, is doing good. Um, he's hitting the ball hard, which is important. I don't – again, 
Brad's going to pull up a stat, and it's Let's probably going it. to be completely off. But when I watch him, he he's up there, and he's hitting the ball at a decently high clip and at a decently hard rate. Um, as far Dom Smith, he is he's getting there. He I don't I don't know if he's the the best trade candidate we have at the point in time. Jeremy Ness is not there. The what Tom wasn't he your your MVP for the Nats? I don't know who else would be Stavs, but I yeah. It, I mean it was it was not it was not Joey Manessis. Manessis yeah, does Luis not look Garcia good so close. far. Um Luis Garcia actually was hurt. He only played in the last game this season or last game of the series. Um he got a he hamstring in the Rocky series. Wow. Um outside of that, Josiah Gray honestly looked really, really good. That's that's very important for our future. Um and He's still tinkering with some things, still got some work to do. But his last two losses, he didn't pitch bad. He just got outdueled by their aces. He got outdueled by Kyle Freeland and Shohei Otani, who are the aces of their respective teams, right? At the end of the day, I mean, sometimes you sometimes you just lose a game. Uh, Mackenzie Gore, like Brad said it, Mackenzie Gore just, just lost his command. Uh, he's going to be hard on himself about it, but uh, he'll he'll bounce back. And Patrick, Patrick Corbin struck out Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. That's the only thing that matters in this series, in my opinion. I mean, Tom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they did. Hey, Patrick. Uh, I think you're the worst war pitcher in baseball. Joey Manes is actually doing fine. Uh, he's just getting unlucky. Bad, yeah. He's just getting unlucky. That he notes, has been, but it's 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 not it's not good enough to trade. On other notes, the Tampa Bay Rays, if they played 500 ball for the rest of the season, they'd be better than they were last year. They'd be 87 and 75, which is pretty good. Um, that pretty much guarantees them a wild card spot. All they have to do is play 500 ball. And I had a question for you, too. All right. You're given five players from 2023 so far, and you can buy stock in two of them. Whose stock are you buying? Jared Kelnick, Jordan Walker, Hunter Brown, James Outman, or Garrett Mitchell. I'm gonna let Tom Tom pick one. What, you can choose two. You can you can choose two to buy a stock in. I'm buying I'm, I'm buying two. I'm going with two right away. I'm gonna go before Stevs. James yeah. Altman and Garrett Mitchell. I like I like them both the most. I think. Yep, that's right. Uh, I was not gonna go that way. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with Jordan Walker. Um, I think he's only going to get better, and I'm also going to go with Hunter Brown because I'm not going to get bet against Astros pitching coaches and development. So I feel like he's Hunter Brown's the safest pick in my opinion. Uh, and then you throw around in that a 20 year old Jordan Walker. Uh, I don't I don't think you can go against that. Um, I like James Outman. I just don't like him better than Jordan Walker. Um, and Garrett Mitchell's a safe pick. I I agree with that as well. I think Kelnick's probably your your least safe pick because he is a little uh, older than these guys but it comes down to the mental side of things he's a streaky guy i mean he could be on a hot one right now but i really i hope he's you know you know found his stride um but you know he hasn't really been able to do that his whole career so i think betting after you know two weeks of performance is not enough for me yet brad where are you at on that i am gonna go with james outman obviously dodger bias he plays really good defense there's the speed tool the bat's going to regress because, again, he's not going to have a 1.1 OPS. And if he does, I guess he wins the MVP. But I think there's still a very good tool there. Uh, it's not an elite hit tool. It's a solid hitting tool. The strikeouts are very, very present. 
but I'll buy some stock in it because defense and speed do have its own value. I guess by that same logic, I could go for Garrett Mitchell, but I'm also going to go for Jared Kelnick because of these five guys, he is the only non-rookie. The league adjusted to him the moment he came up, and right now it looks like he's adjusting back to the league. Uh, Jordan Walker, we haven't seen struggle. Hunter Brown has had five career starts. James Outman has been up for 15 games. Same for goes for Garrett Mitchell. So of these guys, he's the only one that I've seen adjust back to the league. Yeah, that's definitely a fair point. Um, I can't argue with it. Honestly, if you buy stock in any of these five guys, I think you're 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 pretty safe. Um, in all honesty, um, I think all of these guys are gonna be good for many many years to come, and I can't really argue with it. But I do have a couple notes. Um, just about pace play, offense, stolen bases, stuff like that. Um, so this is all compared to the same number of days. Um, as of last year, compared to last year, uh, time is down thirty minutes, and pace of play over a nine inning game, uh, from three hours and seven minutes to two hours and thirty seven minutes. Offense runs are up 1.4 per game um, compared to last season, uh, eight to 9.4 runs a game, and averages are up 20 points as well, uh, average of 230 to 250. Uh, stolen bases, stolen base attempts are up 1.7 per nine innings. That is a lot, um, and the success rate is also up um, from 74% to 79.9%. Do you guys see anything here that you guys want to cover on outside of what I just covered? Offense is up, more is happening, the games are shorter. If you complain about the new rules, you're wrong. Tom? Uh-huh. That's everything, yeah. dude. Yeah. All right. And then for the last part of this episode, we have our weekly power rankings. So we're going to kick it off with the pitching power rankings, and then I'll read through them. You guys give your reactions. We chilling? Yeah. All right. For pitching, at number 10, we have the Houston Astros. Number nine, the Cleveland Guardians. Number eight, the Seattle Mariners. Number seven, the Texas Rangers. Number six, the Atlanta Braves. Number five, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Number four, Milwaukee Brewers. Number three, New York Yankees. Number two, Minnesota Twins. And number one, the Tampa Bay Rays. No shocks there. No uh, shocks. Um, nothing. Nothing surprising there. I, I didn't pick any. I didn't pick any strange outliers or anything on that on that list. I don't. I'm, I, I literally have not in the same order. But Tom, wait, same, you did pick an outlier on your list. <laughs> No, no, just kidding. No, no, we don't have to talk about my pick. Tom, why are the Giants your number 10 vote? Okay. They have very good fielding independent pitching stats at FIP and Sierra. Brad, I know ERA, expected ERAs, apparently somehow without fielding. How's that? Because it relies on the, it's quality of contact, strikeouts, and walks. Okay, so so every so every like ball in play has an expected batting average that is calculated into it's expected, expected batting average that's weighted based on what that result would be. Yeah. Okay. So that, I see. I see how that doesn't use defense, but I feel like FIP and Sierra are both better for you know fielding independent pitch. Brad, what are your thoughts on that? The Giants, from your logic, are also thirteenth in the league in FIP with a four seventy three. No, sorry, seventeenth in the league. Expected FIP. My apologies. you know what that means. They just pitch to a lot of fly balls. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, I don't know. I I was sold because they ended up on a lot of those advanced stats. I was looking at a lot of those weighted ones. Um, but it seems as if the uh, I, I think there's going to be some regression to the mean. I think the Giants' pitching will get better. Uh, Tom, you also got to use you got to use a little bit of the eye test, man. Like when you watch <laughs> when you watch the Giants pitch, do you feel safe with them pitching? No. Okay, for, to be fair, I don't feel safe with half my bullpen coming in. 
Yeah, yeah that's, and they're like that's number four fair. on the fire list. Yeah, but it's the Giants. I will say for pitching, I had the Dodgers at six, same as Stevs. Tom kind of carried the Dodger vote by putting that fifth. So, yeah. Um, moving on to hitting, this one's gonna be a little bit. Uh, this one's not the wonky one. The other one's the wonky one. At number ten, we have the Houston Astros. Number nine, San Francisco Giants. Number eight, New York Yankees. Number seven, the Baltimore Orioles. Number six, the Milwaukee Brewers. Number five, Atlanta Braves. Number four, St. Louis Cardinals. Four through one were all unanimous. Number yeah. three, the Toronto Blue Jays. Number two, the Los Angeles Dodgers. And number one, the Tampa Bay Rays. So, um, I'm just curious. Did, who did vote for the Giants? Uh, all three of us did. Let's go, dude. I love you guys. I think okay. we had a 10, a 9, and an 8. Yeah. Yeah, I was probably the eight, but you know how it is. Yeah. Um I I like this rating. I oh, think for I was the most part. I think... No, sorry, ten, eight, and seven. Okay, yeah, I was okay. definitely seven. Okay. Um I think the only one that maybe stands out to me is maybe Brewers over Orioles. I think that can maybe change. I don't know if I actually put that down as my vote, but I think now just looking at it, I'm not sure if the Orioles have a worse offense than the Brewers at the at this time. I feel like the Brewers offense has cooled off quite a bit, but same time, I'm not real. I'm not sure. Brad, what are your thoughts? You were the only person that had the Orioles higher than the Brewers. Yeah, I I have the Orioles at ten. Um, and I I had so so the way I kind of do it is like I pick. I mean, I cherry pick stats, but average OPS, WRC plus WAR <laughs> are like the main stats I look at. Um, and then I I pick the lowest. Um, I like highlight the lowest in red, highlight the highest in in green. Um, obviously the rays are green and everything, so I just like excluded them from it. Um, but the Astros and the Orioles were the only two with reds. Um, so that's why they were the lowest on mine. Um, the Giants had were just kind of a mediocre team, so I felt like eight was a good spot for them. The Brewers are batting 264, 768 OPS and a 107 WRC plus throughout so far throughout the season compared to the Orioles, 246 average, 780 OPS, and 117 WRC+. plus, Which is also so they being definitely heavily did. carried by that opening series versus the Red Sox. That is very true. They still bases, too. Yeah, Sorry, that's do. all. Um, yeah. That's, that's I mean, uh, again, none of, none of that's – nothing has really surprised us in the first two, outside of Tom picking the Giants for pitching. Let's get, let's I think get wonky. I think the Astros, the Astros at the end of their World Series leash right now. They got to start picking it up. I, they're really mm. not. They're not. They're not selling it for me. And I, I think you know, given another week of this, they will not make the top ten. You know, in in a lot of these categories, or maybe even the overall. Brad, would you like to speak on that? So at number ten, we had a three-way tie where each one of us had a different six seed, and they didn't appear on anyone else's ballot. So at number ten based on the tiebreaker of winning percentage, is the Texas Rangers. So 10A and 10B were the Astros and Mets. Stabs, did you have something? Okay, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, okay. The Astros are a top 10 pitching and a top 10 hitting on our list, but they don't quite make the top 10. But yet the, it, 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 keep going. I will, I'll, I'll debate in a second. Sorry. At number nine, the Los Angeles Angels. At number eight, the San Diego Padres. At number seven, the Toronto Blue Jays. Number six, the New York Yankees. Number five, the Minnesota Twins. Number four, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Number three, the Milwaukee Brewers. Number two, the Atlanta Braves. And obviously, number one, the undefeated, the Tampa Bay Rays. 
devs, what would you like to discuss on this one? So, I don't understand how you can uh, how, how you can have a top the the Astros are a top ten pitching and a top ten hitting, but you don't have them in the top ten overall over a team like the Padres. Steps, when they, when you're saying you you're saying for the Padres. I, I I did I did. Tom right, voted for them voted, higher than you did. <laughs> I also voted for the Astros. I voted for both of them, right? And I voted for the Padres lower because the Padres aren't top ten in either, but the Astros are. Like, I don't understand. I, I, that's something that doesn't that, that that something's not adding up. Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm looking at these responses now. Brad, who's the best? Twins at, why'd you have the Twins at two? Because the, 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 like their pitching staff is so unbelievably dominant. They're eight I and know. four. I don't, I don't even have the twins. I don't even think I had the Wait, twins. What? No, you you had the twins like nine steps. You had to. Yeah, oh, I don't I know I how you're disrespecting the twins that much. The pitching staff is legit. The offense is hit or miss sometimes, but they go out every single game and they have a competitive start from their starting pitcher, and they Good. are put in a situation to win every single time. One through what was it? One, two, three, four, five. One through six for me. All of them are top ten on both categories. Past that, it's just hit or miss and the Padres are mediocre at both twins have a really good I probably I, I could see the twins above the Padres I'll, I'll give you that I will give you that but I can't put them uh I like offense so Blue Jays are above them and the Blue Jays have a very very good offense I don't know you I, also I, put I just, the Padres above the twins yeah I know I said that's what I was saying I, I could see swapping the Padres and the twins see I my number 10 I didn't include the Astros or the Padres because I don't think either of them deserve to be on there at this point in the overall because you can be on both at number 10 but it doesn't mean that someone's I guess one strength in one of them can't like outweigh both of yours if that makes sense like you could have like one that would be really really strong in one and kind of yeah. mediocre in the other those, yeah. that combination will be better than a, yeah. a 10. My, remember, my 10th place vote was the best team in the NL West right now. It's the Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay, I did. I had the... Where did where did I have the Diamondbacks? I had the Diamondbacks, and I debated them for a strong little bit, but I decided to to not go with them. I simply could not do it. I don't, I don't I think... I not think they're fraudulent. Yet. They need, they're fraudulent. They need, they're, oh, they I agree. need one more week of this. One more week of this, and then I'll put them in. I, I just don't believe it. I'm not, I'm not on the train, and I, I, I can't... Like I mean, I, like Brad explained this one time. He's like, you know, you when you when you when you're comparing things, you put them in a list. You you, you pair them up against each other. Who would win in a series? I don't think the, the Diamondbacks are beating any of these teams in a series. Or I mean, you know, they just beat the even, Dodgers in a series. Yeah, and the Brewers. Dodgers, Dodgers pretty bad. Oh, that's true. Hey, um, but you know how it is. I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I don't know how long it, it it stays before it all starts to crumble down. I'd I like to ask know. you before we head out: Padres and Mets at five and six. Oh, for me? Yeah. That's just trying to ignore some preseason. They're trying to, to use some preseason. And also, by the way, hold on, hold on. Stas, you look at me like I, I just committed like some sort the of like Mets, crime against humanity. The Mets are no. atrocious this year so far. Not atrocious, but it's not good. Um. So, well, first of all, uh, wait, what are we talking Padres about? Padres are also bad. But Padres, the Padres, Mets, the Padres are 5-6. and six. The, the Padres are 7-6, and six, and they are not that bad. And they went into Atlanta – and won the series. He did. So it's not. It's not like it's that. The Padres outrageous. isn't the thing that's upsetting to me. It's it's the Mets. Yeah, the Mets is really is is, is that high. It's the it's the fact that they're that high. 
Not even that they're just on the list. Steve, I get, nah. Okay, yeah, my, I, list. my I, list is not atrocious. No, you know, I'll take responsibility for that one. But also, you had the Astros at six, which is just as atrocious as the Mets. They have been playing, if not worse, than the Mets. No. But but they're a top 10 offense and a top 10 pitching staff. How... Right, what, are you, what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on this? I think, I think Stev's that's That's what doesn't – that's what's defense. not – Computing in my head that they're they're yeah, a top ten offense and a top ten pitching staff. <laughs> you guys are not of the Rangers. Well, no, no, they don't have Seager anymore. It's not that, that was there. That was one of the the thump bats. That's Andrew Heaney had a good game, but I I don't think that stays for a while. Like, Yvonne Yvonne Perez are both fantastic. The bullpen's somehow good. And they are very Taylor good. Heard. Um, I could uh, the I, I knock the Rangers just out on both of my lists. Yeah, I I'm not sold on. They're starting pitching oh. outside of the top two. I I don't think that Heaney keeps it up. I don't think that um, Yavaldi holds it up. I don't think that is John Gray still in the rotation. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah, he's solid. I think he's a good number three actually. But I I think if there's anyone that's gonna be the most consistent, it's gonna be him. I I'm I'm worried about the other two guys. Um, and I do think that this team, you know, like the Orioles, came out on a very hot streak. And I don't know if they're gonna you know maintain that for a full season. I think their offense. Proved to be good to start the season, but they've been, you know, shut down by some questionable, you know, pitching rotations uh, to start the season. I'm a little worried if that continues or not the season. All right. Any, any final thoughts? No, nah, I think I'm good. I'm excited. I'm excited to actually do uh, the postseason next, next week where, where we're all, com- we're all, all three of us are voting on it. My final thoughts are if the Giants, uh, thought they were on an even day every day, they would be the best team in baseball. But they just cannot remember that they're on an, an even day or an odd day. And so sometimes they play really good, and they then they forget the next day. I'm telling you, if they think if they if they can trick themselves into thinking that it's an even day every day, we will be the best team in baseball. That's all. Thank you for listening. Anything else, Brad? <laughs> Go Giants. That was horrible. <laughs> As you'll notice, the San Francisco Giants weren't in this week's overall power rankings, and there's a reason for that, <laughs> as they sit in fourth in the National League West. Thank you all for listening to the 4A Baseball Podcast. If you want to get a nice little visual of these power rankings, they'll be on our social medias out tomorrow, or I guess today, because this will come out on a Friday. You'll see them out at 5 p.m. Eastern time on a Friday. If you want to interact with us at all, all social media links will be in the description below. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit, uh, group me. No, we don't have a group mate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening to the 4A Baseball Podcast. We will see you all next time. Peace in our time. Steve!